Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters Money, your source for everything money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Stephen Mead on the line, and he's CEO and founder over at Moneta Pro and at Magmo. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Pleasure as always. All right, so um, welcome back uh, to the listeners. This is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What's that? That's when I had on a guest in the past, and I liked them so much, I invited them right on back. So, um, Stephen, excited to get into these ventures. Um, let's just go right into Moneta Pro. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Um, same platform. We've made a lot of progress. Basically, there's a, a $17 trillion existing marketplace uh, of what's called corporate barter. This is where some of the largest companies in the world trade assets. And it's companies like Ford will trade cars for computers and airlines and hotels and all these global offsets. And Mineta Pro is a, is a business platform, sort of like a glorified Amazon where companies will be able to list assets, trade them, receive electronic credits, an internal store credit, and they can use it and go buy some other asset. It's, it's basically taking barter from the I've got chickens, you've got milk to you take cars, give me credit, I'll go buy computers. Man, I love that idea, and I love that concept. Um, and it just makes so much sense. And when we think about um, just fiat in general and what it does, as a product, uh, I, I love these type of platforms that are arising and just making business and, and what people are doing just faster, in my opinion, just all around. Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from this so far from uh, either the users or, or otherwise? Uh, feedback's been great. We've actually, since you and I spoke, Adam, I think, I joke we're the J.D. Powers, for anybody in the United States they get the joke, the J.D. Powers of blockchain, mm. because we have a blockchain component to it, but we in the last 18 months have won 18, or not 18, we've won eight startup contests around the world. So in this, in this world of, you know, seven to ten minutes on stage, Shark Tank type atmosphere, mm -hmm. but you're, you've got a panel of judges, we've actually won eight contests on, on seven different continents, which means there's a lot of excitement and momentum in the platform. The customers are just now coming online. The, the challenge with what we built is, and I, I tend to do this to myself, it's an enterprise software type application. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's not like, I was going to say, it's not like buying a car. Even buying a car takes two or three efforts sometimes. People don't walk in and make a decision in an hour mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah, enterprise software is a six, nine, 12 month cycle. It's budget meetings and follow ups. It's, enterprise software is a pain. But if you can get those first couple guys on, then the momentum goes very quickly, and that's what we're right at the edge of. That's awesome. So um, and what's your plans for um, Moneta Pro um, for 2020? Well, the, the, the plans would be if we can get three companies, three to five at the most, that would be a good start. And the reason for that is what we believe is these companies we're targeting, for instance, one of the big automotive companies, that particular company has a trade pattern where the company's already trading with two or 300 other companies. So if I can get one as sort of a charter member, we'll work with them for that company to bring on their supply chain and their other partners and market liquidity. 
So our goal, if we can get three, four, five of these companies in process, is potentially two, three, four, five billion dollars in existing trade volume where these guys are trading manually and we'd love them to bring them into a marketplace. No, that's awesome. And what what are some of the bigger the bigger industries that you see um, being affected by this platform? And, and I appreciate that question because for the people who know me, and you've done a great job with this, Adam, I'm, I'm officially known as the bullseye guy. And when people ask me what that means, I, I say I've developed this kind of 10-step program of how to be very effective. And with Mineta Pro, I've used one of the techniques. And so to answer your question, I'm going to go through sort of the bullseye process. It's very simple. We looked at the 2,000 largest companies in the world, the global 2,000, based on assets, things that they own. So our initial target is not every company or anybody that barters or your local auto mechanic. It's the, the, the Fortune 2,000 or the global 2,000 based on assets. Under there, directly to your question, there's 10 primary categories that companies trade in. It's oil and gas, automotive, airlines, hotels, food and drink, natural resources, computers, shipping, electronics. You know, these are the big industries where, uh, like I said, a car company is trading for media on television or for airlines. From there, next ring in the bullseye, there's 987 companies in the world in our 10 industries. From there, we found 88 companies with articles that had a history of trading. And those 88 companies in the press releases now gave us the target companies, the type of trade, and most importantly, the title or name of the person in the organization. From those 88 companies, there's 45 we have direct relationships with, CEO or higher, you know, CEO, board level, that kind of thing. From those 45, we narrowed it down to the top 10, and that 10 became our target list of the companies we're going after, which is Ford, Caterpillar, United Airlines, WPP, Verizon. It doesn't mean we won't go after a BMW or a Porsche or a Hyundai uh, because they're similar at the level we want, but a domestic relationship we think is going to be easier to onboard in a new platform than trying to go international right away. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's spend some time over on uh, Magmo. So tell us a little bit more about that company, please. Yeah, Magmo is our other one. We, we had this up for a while ran into some technical difficulties. MAGMO stands for Magic Moments. And I joke, it's Hootsuite. For anybody that knows, it's a very targeted use case for it. Hootsuite is an existing publishing tool where you can write in a little box on your computer and you hit a button and that box publishes or pushes the information out to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and different locations. So it's one to many. Magmo allows you to build a four-page story, almost like a little mini magazine. We used to call Magmo magic, you know, magazine moments, and people thought we were doing magazines. But it's basically a tool for a social media manager, a publicist, anybody that's controlling information. And again, Adam, using the bullseye system for us, our best target are really musicians. You know, so a musician has six things to sell. Musicians sell music, tickets, merchandise. They all have a fan club. Almost all of them have a charity, and they all have a video. And if that musician has a large audience of followers on Facebook and Twitter, if you post a picture in Twitter, people open the picture, look at it, click, wave. It doesn't do anything. You know, the joke for us is a click feeds your ego, not your bank account. 
Mm-hmm. bunch of people clicking on your picture doesn't do anything other than, say, oh, we had a million people click like. Like doesn't feed the bank. So our <laughs> tool, Magmo, basically when they click on the picture in Twitter, it opens up in a browser, the magic moment story, opens in a browser. People don't have to download anything. And now in the browser, they can flip through. Just think of it like a four-page magazine. They can flip through a story reading about the hit song the, the artist wrote, and the last page says, click here to buy on iTunes. Click here to go to Spotify. Or here I was at the Oscars. You know, click here to buy the dress. Here I am at my charity event. And again, rather than somebody clicking on a picture for the celebrity's charity, which does nothing for either party, a Magmo magic moment can say, click here to donate, click here to buy tickets. So it's a really unique tool for telling a story, allows you to build an emotional arc that leads to an action. Uh, but again, it's primarily for somebody like a social media manager that understands Hootsuite as a tool, and Magmo is a tool for them to do something different for their clients. No, that's great. And uh, for that also, so when you say um, when you say a social media manager, I know your other companies all for, uh, is all focused to uh, enterprises. Is this is this going to be more in your middle market or smaller business for that social media manager? Is it only going to be large agencies? Like just so that the the listeners that are listening and interested and want to learn some more about it know if they're the right type of fit for Magmo. Well, it. Again, the things I tend to build, Adam, are built almost for anybody. I target specific people, meaning I'm going after, you know, some of these guys are friends of mine, Fortune. I'm going after Akon, the musician. Akon's got, you know, 40 million people on Facebook, 9 million people on Twitter. That's 50 million people that if he publishes a magic moment, some percentage of those people are going to click and buy. But that same tool goes down even for somebody like you. you. You have a podcast. You have a book. For you to sell that book, if you're using Facebook or Twitter, it's not the most effective medium. Magmo, even for somebody like you at your level, I'm not just going after big enterprise, but that's my target. But the tool we built would allow you to say, hey, here's my new book. Here's a couple excerpts out of the chapter. Click here to buy it. Click here to go to Amazon. Click here to go to my website. Click here for wherever my next book signing is. It's a tool really built for anyone that has something to sell or promote. We've just chosen as a company to target some of the bigger guys we have access to. But but the tool is really a great platform tool for anybody. Man, that's exciting. Uh, so, Stephen, if somebody's listening to this and they do want more information, either on Moneta Pro or on Magmo, um, what's the best way for them to follow up? Yeah, and this one I've had to work on because it looks like I'm always all over the place. And, and so I've rebranded myself, Adam. I think I started this back when you and I were speaking. But the website now is thebullseyeguy.com, the bullseye guy, like the target of bullseye. And, and that really leads you to the website that it, it has what I call panels or doors. So on thebullseyeguy.com, it's got a door that says, hey, if you go through here, here's about Stephen Mead and what he's done. And, Here's some videos, and here's this podcast, and here's some of the different companies. That really becomes the gateway to try and figure out the different things we're doing as well as how to best get a hold of me. Fantastic. And uh, and let's not forget, uh, tell us a little bit more about the podcast for all our new listeners that didn't catch that first episode. So the Bullseye Guy podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. So the Bullseye Guy podcast is on all of the traditional platforms, iTunes, Lisbon, 
Uh, we're actually on YouTube. It's kind of exciting because we're in LA mostly. We're at a studio called Groove Radio, which is downtown Los Angeles. A very famous DJ named Swedish Eagle, who was on K Rock, I guess, from the 80s and 90s. It's an EDM, but beautiful studio, 4K video shoot. And the, the format is I usually do an interview in one of the podcasts or 30 minutes long, and then another one is, is on techni techniques and tips. So you can go to it in uh, episode two, I think, is the 10 steps in my bullseye program. And episode seven is specifically on one of the techniques. And episode nine is on life hacks, different ways to hack as an entrepreneur. We're always trying to be most efficient. Um, and I've interviewed Brant Pinvidovich, who created The Biggest Loser. We just had Nicholas Frankel on from My Yacht Group and, and the Monaco Clubs. Um, we just got back from Davos, very fortunate. And the last podcast I did was my theory on how Davos has sort of become South by Southwest. And so we did a whole breakdown on, on Davos, which people have heard of, but not everybody's gone to. Uh, again, just a wide range of content, but it's focused primarily on entrepreneurism, either with cool interviews or techniques and tips that are actionable for somebody to put into practice and use right away. That's perfect. Uh, that's exciting um, and, and glad to hear. Um, so that being said, um, everyone go check it out, the Bullseye Guy podcast and uh, the website one more time, Stephen. Again, it's thebullseyeguy.com. All of, all of the information is there and it's thebullseyeguy.com. Fantastic. Well, hey, Stephen, it's been awesome having you back for this uh, Reunion 2020 episode. Um, great to catch up with you, hear more about your, your, your progress and projects and all the great stuff you're doing there. So awesome stuff. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review. If you're listening to this on the YouTube channel, then make sure you go over there and leave some comments, all that good stuff. I'd um, love to engage with you there, see what you thought. And uh, Stephen, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Adam, as always.